does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Coming up, we'll talk some college basketball, talking about Purdue and Butler. Also, talk a little more football, squeeze some of that in. Right now, though, he's the star of our show, as he is a lot of times on Friday and Saturday nights because he's got all the info you could possibly need. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, history made tonight if you are an Indiana Pacers fan, not just because they beat the Miami Heat 111-108, back-to-back road wins in Boston and Miami. Tyrese Halliburton put together a performance for the ages. Here's Mark Boyle. Ball in, Nemhart to Halliburton. Heald is on the floor with Duarte and Turner. Ten seconds to play. Halliburton crosses with eight. Now with the left hand to the top of the circle with four, a three on the way. Merry Christmas, Indiana. A three from up top, Halliburton. He has hit a franchise record ten threes. Without a timeout, Miami to the timeline. Hero lets it go. Ball game. 43 points, a franchise record ten three-point field goals, and Christmas a day early. That was a spectacular finish to a remarkable performance by Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton has 76 points in his last two games. As Mark Boyle said, a franchise record for threes with 10 triples against the Heat. The Pacers are 17-16, and 16, tied for seventh place in the NBA's Eastern Conference with... The Atlanta Hawks. Pacers are at New Orleans the day after Christmas, then back home on Tuesday the 27th at 7.30 against the Hawks. That could be for sole possession of seventh place in the East. Regardless, the Pacers seem to be resting comfortably at least right now going into the Christmas break in that tournament section of the Eastern Conference. To college basketball, it's the number 18 Indiana Hoosiers over Kennesaw State, a final of 69-55. to Tamar Bates led the way with 19. No Trace Jackson Davis for Indiana. Race Thompson stepped up in the rebound category with 14. Jalen Hood-Shafino with 18 points for the Hoosiers. That is a season and career high for the freshman. Kennesaw made it interesting. They had it tied at 27 at halftime. They shot 40% from three. They are top 10 in the country in three-point shooting, but Indiana ran away with it in the second half, 42-28, outscoring the Owls. There is no college basketball action tomorrow, so heading into Christmas, the Purdue Boilermakers are going to be the number one team in the land. Over to the NFL. This is your slate tomorrow, 1 o'clock. It's the Bills and the Bears. That game, it is a high of 10 degrees beside Lake Michigan. It's going to feel like negative 25 with 30-mile-an-hour winds, plus there's a 10% chance of snow. The other 1 o'clock games tomorrow on Christmas Eve, Saints and the Browns, Texans take on the Titans, the Seahawks visit the Chiefs, Vikings host the Giants, it's the Bengals and the Patriots, Lions square off with the Panthers, 
Falcons and the Ravens. A couple of 4 o'clock games. That's the Commanders and the Niners, as well as the Eagles and the Cowboys. Saturday night football will be the Raiders and the Steelers. Three games on Christmas. The Packers and the Dolphins at 1. Broncos, Rams at 4.30. Buccaneers in the desert to take on the Cardinals at 8.20. Monday night football in Indianapolis. Chargers and the Colts. The Colts have officially been eliminated from playoff contention after the Jaguars beat the Jets in big fashion on Thursday night football, 19-3. Jacksonville likely to win the AFC South for a second straight year. The Jags have put to bed the playoff hopes of the Colts. The big story, Nick Foles, the new starting quarterback for Indianapolis, meaning by year end, the Colts will start Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, and Nick Foles at times at QB this year. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber, Brendan King joining me tonight. They're uh, in agreement, wishing you all a great Christmas, Merry Christmas, safe Christmas. Brendan King, um, I know you're a Notre Dame fan. Your dad's a grad. So tell me about the Irish. We got to, We got a bowl game coming up, do we not? Coach, we do have a bowl game coming up against South Carolina, and really, it's going to be <laughs> a roll of the dice of, of what Notre Dame's going to look like that night, Coach, just because of all the changing <laughs> yeah. times. Drew Pine right, is transferring. Right. It's official. Drew Pine's right. going to Arizona State, um, so he will not, uh, you know, obviously be in uniform. He's gone. So um, why is he? Why is he? Why is he leaving? Well, I would imagine, Coach, there. First of all, there are two five-star quarterbacks coming in to Notre Dame next year, and then I think everybody realizes that if Notre Dame's going to be in the college football playoff picture next year, because remember, next year is still four teams. It's two years from now when they go to 12. So next year is still four. So if they have any aspiration uh, to get back in the college football playoff picture, it's already been speculated highly that Marcus Freeman and his recruiting team is going to go after one of the A-list transfer quarterbacks out there. So I think Drew Pine heard the noise, but at the same time, Coach, Drew Pine was not the starting quarterback for the Notre Dame at the start of this year. That was Tyler Buckner. Right. And then right. Tyler Buckner got hurt, and it took Buckner getting injured for Pine to see minutes. So as right. well as Drew Pine played, I think Pine realizes, okay, there are two of the biggest quarterback recruits Notre Dame's ever had coming in. Buckner was already starting over me, and you're likely to go get a transfer. I'm going to go weigh my options, and clearly he liked what he saw at Arizona State. You know, the, the hard thing is, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you know, if you're Drew Pine, in, in, in my in my way of thinking, you finish the year as the number one quarterback. And so it, my assumption is at some point – he sits down with the coaches and says, am I the number one quarterback? And as a coach, uh, your answer, in my mind, has to be, uh, I can't guarantee you anything. I'll guarantee you an opportunity to play, to show what you can do. And if you show to be the best, uh, you're the guy. Sometimes kids don't, that's not the answer they wanted to hear. Right. Um, I'm not, you can understand Probably age-related, but I'm not a big fan of the uh, transfer portal. <laughs> I understand kids now have uh, mobility, can go where they want. The NIL is still too early in its infancy to determine whether or not it's going to be um, the worst thing to ever happen. Um, but it's the old way. It, it's it's way different now. And, you know, college sports are now running on the AAU mentality. 
you, you didn't get enough touches, you didn't get enough this, you're going to a different team. You're going to go to multiple teams. I mean, it's a sad, sad day when you can literally, as a student athlete, go to four different schools in four years and still not have a diploma. And that's becoming more of the norm rather than an exception. It is becoming the norm, Coach, because, look, even when I got to college, Coach, that was the fall of 2013, transferring was not as prevalent because you saw kids transfer, but it was usually for a bigger reason as opposed to – because there weren't the it wasn't the financial aspect yet because it That's was right. truly right. for, it was truly for playing time right and, and uh, unless there was some other circumstance where the coach gets fired or whatever I get I mean because again my freshman year that was the Brandon Miller year at Butler Brandon Miller takes the medical leave you, there's a lot of uncertainty four guys transfer yeah. Chris Holtman yeah. coming in now right. again the four guys that transferred after that year and Chris Holtman took the job maybe they wish they didn't leave that's beside the point what I am saying though I, there were specific situations that you could understand at that point now as you said coach there was a kid I'm blanking on his name I, I want to say it was Peyton Bowen don't quote me on that though but he had committed to uh, Oregon he had committed to Notre Dame he dropped his commitment to Notre Dame to go to Oregon in a 24-hour period coach 24 hours later he was committed to Oklahoma that was a signing Mm -hmm. day 24-hour period he was committed to three schools in a matter of 24 hours so it's not just transferring anymore coach it's high schoolers that are starting to play this game and it's crazy it's crazy yeah, and it's cliched, but you know, be careful what you wish for, <laughs> because this is the system you have, and you know, it's supposed to be uh, about education. It's about the. It's supposed to be about life lessons and and helping you better. Some of these life lessons we're teaching don't make you better. I'm just just saying. All right, enough of me moralizing about college athletics. Brendan King. Thank you so much. You and I are going to talk a little bit later. But the uh, the uh, Irish, when when do they play their bowl game again? Uh, that's next Friday, Coach, against South Carolina, the Tax Slayer Bowl. Outstanding. All right. We'll come back, talk some college basketball on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. You will have to wait until Monday night to watch the Indianapolis Colts, but if you were not aware as of last night, the Colts' playoff chances have come to an end for a second straight year. The Colts are the victims of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, last year it was losing against Jacksonville in what was that Week 18 embarrassment in which Jacksonville beat the Colts, eliminating them from playoff contention with Carson Wentz under center. This year, the Colts were big New York Jets fans. Jets get pounded by the Jags 19-3 on Thursday night football. So the Colts, three games left to go. Their playoff chances are officially zero. They needed Jacksonville to lose two of three games. They needed Tennessee to lose three, and then the Colts would have had to win out. That scenario is now gone. So Monday night football against the Chargers, the Colts will try and play some spoiler quarterback matchup of Nick Foles versus Justin Herbert. Tyrese Halliburton, a game-winning three tonight, 111-108. The the, uh, Pacers beat the Heat. Pacers are 17-16 and now on the campaign. Halliburton with 43 points. Seven assists. He sets a Pacers franchise record for threes. Ten of 16 from deep. 
was Tyrese Halliburton. That Pacer record, he eclipsed both T.J. Warren and Paul George, who hit nine threes in a game, having eight threes before in their time as a Pacer. Reggie Miller, C.J. Miles, P.G., Buddy Heald, and Justin Holiday. Nobody else in a blue and gold uniform has hit 10 other than Halliburton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Let's talk a little basketball. Butler University last night out on the road playing Creighton Big East basketball. Uh, Creighton's very, very good. Dogs uh, come back uh, with a tough loss in this one, 78-56 to Creighton. With me, the voice of the Bulldogs, our good friend Mark Minner. Hello, Mark. Hey, Coach. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Big East play, you know what it's like. And, boy, when you go into somebody's place like a Creighton, uh, it is a tough place to play. Uh, They played particularly well. Uh, Dogs didn't play badly. It's just that you played a really, really good basketball team at their place. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a bizarre uh, feeling because obviously the score is uh, was was very much to the advantage of Creighton, especially in that second half. Early it was a four point game in the second half, and then Creighton just took over. Uh, but I think there were were several takeaways from from that one for Butler. Number one, I, you, you started to see Ali Ali and Jalen Thomas working back into the rotation, and I think two players mm-hmm. who have not played the entire duration of the season who are both transfers into the program, trying to adjust and catch up to a team that's, um, you know, played a really lean rotation so far right. this season. Right. Also, Creighton brings back their big man and their their leading scorer preseason all-first-team Big East player, Ryan Kalkbrenner, and he had a magnificent ev- evening down in the post. You know what? I don't think people can understand, you, you touched upon it, uh, how difficult it is to come in and transfer and come in and, and as you point out, catch up with the rest of everyone. In my career, I had a great number of transfers, and that transition was always difficult. There, there were very few who could come in and make it happen seamlessly. The expectation that you have as a player is, I'll just, I'll be able to come in and, and do all that. Uh, it doesn't work that way. And the expectation you have as a coach, you temper it by knowing it's going to take a little bit of time. And your teammates, you know, they're hopeful, but it, it, it. T- I don't care who you are, where you are, what level. It's hard to come in after you've been someplace else and immediately fit in like you belong. But no question about it. Ali Ali, uh, as an example, is a player that led Akron in scoring a season ago, was talented, took Akron to the NCAA tournament. And you know he's got the credentials. This is a player, though, that's been out with a concussion and uh, in a surgery and is wearing a face mask. He's adjusting back into play. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to just adjust back into to game speed and, and, and do that right in the heart of conference play against UConn and Creighton on the road. Uh, it's another thing to just it's, – it's all the little things. It's, it, you saw some turnovers in there. You saw some defensive things. You're right, just trying to work right. back into the system. Jalen Thomas, the same type of thing with a pulmonary embolism that he was recovering from. But he was one of the better players in, in Georgia State history in terms of the defensive presence, and he's got a great shot that he's kind of working back into getting getting back on the floor. I think there's the, the, the challenge for Butler, if you were talking to Thad Mata and the staff, would be there are things that in that matchup against Creighton might be adjustments, those types of things we're talking about. And then there's other things, which is just in the last two games, you've been out-rebounded by really wide margins, which is not mm. really about mm-hmm. being able to, to come back in and, and, and transition back in. That's just about who wants the ball more, 50-50 balls and rebounds. And so I know that that was something that Coach Mott and the staff were really 
looking at after. But, you know, I think you tip your, your cap. Those were two games, you know, UConn, a top one to three team in the country. Right, uh, right. And they've been incredible right. this season. And then you go on the road to Creighton, who was a preseason top ten team, who had played three games without Ryan Kalkbrenner, and, and he comes back for this one. So not to say that, you know, if you're, if you're Butler, you want to be able to compete. You want to be able to beat those teams, uh, you know, each night. But but those are two high-level Big East teams. And so now you know you, you, you've got a wide gap you got to make up for playing a full 40 with this broader roster. Uh, so how do you how do you do that? And uh, you got an opportunity against Providence on Thursday uh, to answer that back inside Hinkle Fieldhouse. And so a lot to be excited about for the Bulldogs, but uh, getting some pieces back and still adjusting uh, to that to that new rotation. Yeah, and the other thing, too, uh, Thad is back. Everybody's excited, rightfully so. He's a tremendous coach, tremendous guy. need to temper those expectations a little bit because he's got a brand-new team. They've got a brand-new coach. They're playing in one of the toughest leagues in the country. And so it's it's not as easy as everybody thought it would be. Well, no, and and as you know, the the one guy who knew it would not be that easy is Thad. (laughs) Well, Stan. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's coached uh, many years. He's got one of the he's got a 740 win percentage uh, in his uh, illustrious career. He knows what it's like, how tough it is, night in, night out. And it takes us takes it takes a little while. And this is a Butler team that's uh, had a couple tough seasons and and trying to recover from that. And you're you're trying to do that in the midst of a of a Big East conference that you know night in, night out. It's just a battle. It's an absolute battle. You bring in yeah. different players. Yeah. It's it's a leaner yeah. rotation because of injuries to start the season. But you can't really make – I mean, there's this balance of not wanting to make excuses, but also understanding that it is – it's it's this long season. I talked to him before the game about that. It's how do you have this urgency with every play, with every possession, but also recognize it is a long season, right? And so you, you drop two games and you can't hang your head. You can't say, woe is me, and, and uh, oh, man, this is not going our way. It's it's about being able to go back in against Providence and, and control the next possession. I will say it's been fun to get to know Thad. It's been fun to be able to watch him, and mm-hmm. he knows it's going to be a process right. and a journey, as it is with each team, each season. He's, uh, he's my boy, Mark Minner, one of my <laughs> favorites, voice of the Butler Bulldogs, Dogs, Lose at uh, Creighton, taking on Providence Thursday night at Hinkle. Hey, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for doing this, and I'll, t- I'll catch you next week, okay? Absolutely. It's a pleasure as always. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Coach. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Mark. Mark Minner, the voice of the Butler Bulldogs. Um, challenge. I mean, it's, it's a challenging situation. Still a young team. Uh, you know, you got you know some additions, but you know, Coach Mata, a tremendous coach. Um, love what he does, uh, but this is a um, it's a difficult league when you're coming in and, and you're literally taking over a team that uh, did not have a great amount of success. And so, um, uh, and you again, you play on the road at Creighton. Um, they play awfully, awfully well. They shoot it. Uh, that's a tough place. All of these are tough places to play when you're on the road. Uh, and so dogs um, with a tough loss back in action like everybody after the holidays and get back into Big East play uh, very, very soon. Coming up, we're going to talk 
about the uh, number one team in the country in college basketball and the Purdue Boilermakers. We'll talk with Rob Blackman, the voice of the Boilers. Um, a little win earlier in the week um, with New Orleans. This one without Zach Eady. They win that one Wednesday night, 74-53. to um, Big Ten play will be starting very, very soon. And um, just, you know, remember, you know, non-conference play is non-conference play. You're not playing the caliber of teams that you're clearly going to be playing in uh, Big Ten play. However, you know, the Boilers did have an impressive uh, non-conference uh, schedule. Beat some good teams. Uh, very impressive team. You just you like to watch them. You like how they play. And remember, they are a young, young basketball team that doesn't play like it. And they'll run into their issues. There's no question. Um, it's hard to win games on the road in conference play. And they'll clearly run into their issues. Bad officiating travel situations, illness. There's so many factors that fa- that factor into this. So they're clearly, you know, through uh, the non-conference part in impressive fashion and clearly reasons to be excited about where they're headed. All right, coming up, again, as I mentioned, Rob Blackman will join us. want to remind you all, we'll be with you next Friday and Saturday, Friday night. Just be a normal Friday night show. We'll talk basketball. Saturday night will be our year in review. Uh, Brendan King will be uh, hosting that. I'll be involved in it. So I want you to make sure you join us next weekend and have some fun. We're glad you're with us. We're going to talk more basketball after this scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. For how long, we will see. We know, though, it will be on Monday Night Football against the Chargers, which means Matt Ryan is benched for a second time this year. Sam Ellinger will be the backup, but in that QB room, Foles says no hard feelings. None at all. None at all. I think that you know we. I have two guys in that room with Matt and Sam that I, I care about. And it's one of those things where it happens. It's, it's part of the game. It's outside of my control. Um, I can control what kind of teammate I am. They, they've been awesome to me. So, like I said, it's just rolling with whatever's going on. That's Nick Foles, who has made a career out of this. Remember, Super Bowl MVP and champion. He's got a statue outside of Philadelphia's stadium based off what he did with the Eagles. He's made a career out of this, but the Colts can't even go to the playoffs. Jacksonville beat New York on Thursday night football, and the Jaguars ousted the rest of the Colts' playoff chances. When it comes to injuries, neither cornerback Kenny Moore or tight end Kylan Granson have appeared at practice yet for the Colts here so far this week. Hey, exciting news if you're a Chicago Cubs fan and you want an Indianapolis connection, Tucker Barnhart inks a two-year deal with the Cubbies. The Brownsburg native originally, a 10th-round pick by the Cincinnati Reds out of Brownsburg High School, Tucker Barnhart is going to be one of the backup catchers for the Chicago Cubs next year. That is certainly exciting. Congrats to Tucker. I will see him at Cubs convention coming up in January. Maybe we'll try to get some audio here for IST with the Brownsburg native. I'm Brendan King.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Boilers on Wednesday win another one, beat New Orleans 74-53. Remain unbeaten, remain number one from the Purdue Radio Network, the voice of the Boilermakers, Rob Blackman. Rob, thank you. Workmanlike effort uh, Wednesday. Nice job. No Zach Eady. Played without him. A lot of bright spots. The number one thing is... They came through it. They're healthy. They played well and picked up another win. Yeah, and won that uh, that game right before Christmas, which uh, one of my pre-game questions to Coach Matt Painter on the radio network was, uh, which game concerned you the most as a coach, the one right before Christmas or the one right after Christmas? And he said, without question, the one right before oh, yeah. Christmas. No, he, he no, he's that. right. Yeah, you know, he listen. He's a hundred percent right because uh, everybody everybody can look at a calendar, <laughs> and and the other part of it is as successful as they are, uh, everybody needs a break from one another, and we, we all understand it. And so, and I think Matt would be the first one to agree. As good as you know, as, as good as you are, as well as you're playing, as much as you love each other, uh, you do need a break, and uh, comes at a great time. But no, he's right, and you know what? As as a, a, a good team would do they took care of their business in both these games yeah and uh it was funny that so i mentioned that the pregame show and then the postgame talk with coach painter i kind of jokingly said well you know you uh, you got through that uh, uh the scariest game on the schedule the game right before christmas and he said yeah and what made it even more scarier is at the last second i found out we weren't going to have zach Eady. So that made it doubly scary. Uh, but they did find a way to win that game, obviously, and actually win it pretty convincingly. Um, yeah, a lot of bright spots in that game, especially from the bench. Uh, Trey Kaufman-Wren uh, had 24 points yeah. on the bench. And he, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting. You, you talked to Coach Painter afterwards, and he, and he said it very plainly. He said, look, Trey is very capable of doing that on a regular basis. The problem is he shares the same position as Zach Eady does. Um, so it's not like... It's not like I'm not playing Trey because I don't want to. Uh, it's because he's not playing nearly as many minutes as he probably right. could because the guy playing in front of him right now is a front runner for the National Player of the Year. So you're not you're not going to take Zach Eady off the floor uh, if you don't have to. Uh, so that's the only reason Trey Kaufman Wren hasn't seen a lot of extended playing time. You know, it's that that terrible situation of you're a backup to the best player in the country. You may be a very good player yourself, but there just aren't going to be very minutes, uh, very many minutes for you. But with that said, it was nice to see Trey have the type of game that he did, and quite frankly, just nice to see the Purdue bench uh, have a have a bounce back game. That the game prior Saturday uh, at, against Davidson at uh, at Gainbridge Fieldhouse, uh, Purdue got only one point from its bench. Think about that one point from the bench. Everything mm-hmm. else came from the starters. Uh, and so that was a real point of contention right. afterwards. Uh, Matt Painter very disappointed with the bench play in that game, but they certainly redeemed themselves on on, uh, on Wednesday. And more importantly, Trey Kaufman Wren was a big part of redeeming that bench. So good to see that you could find a way to win without Zach Eady. I mean, that's a that's a ton of production to try to play, uh, replace twenty four points, thirteen rebounds a game, uh, lead your team in blocks. <laughs> right. Obviously, your right. your, be- your best player offensively. So. Uh, yeah, and it, and it was a last-minute thing. You know, he had gotten sick earlier in the day, uh, so he was going to be a game-time decision. And then, you know, at the last second, they found out he can't play. So uh, a lot of things – there are a lot of things in that game going into it that made you a little nervous as a Purdue fan. I would also say this. Iowa had lost earlier in the day at home to Eastern Illinois. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, right, I, right. 
I was a 31 point favorite and lost at home. So uh, that had Purdue's attention as well. And uh, again, just the fact that you're able to find a way to win that game uh, that takes you into the Christmas break and more importantly, do it without Zach Eady, uh, that, that was pretty impressive. Well, you know it's a long season. You you know this as well as I do uh, because you know, a lot of playing a lot of games, and you also have a different perspective than I do because you see them night in and night out, and you see uh, how officials do not give Zach Eady any slack at all, and and he's going to find himself unfortunately uh, with fouls and possibly other things. Uh, on the bench at times, and it's great to see uh, you know the the bench and Kaufman Wren uh, come in and do what they did. Wren Kaufman, excuse me, Kaufman Wren, yeah, to see him do though as well as he did, which just has to make you feel good about when those things occur, and they're going to. You're you're adequately covered with somebody off the bench. And that's something Coach Painter talked about, too, in a post-game visit with us on the radio network. Um, you know, the one thing that Zach Eady to this point in the season has not had is any foul trouble. Matter of fact, Zach, Zach has more blocked shots than he does fouls. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, I mean, that's pretty impressive. The guy has a, a 24 blocks mm-hmm. and I think like 22 fouls. I mean, that is an impressive stat for a guy who traditionally has struggled with fouls. But – to your point, there's going to come, there is going to come a point somewhere in the season, probably multiple times, especially once Purdue gets back gets back into Big Ten play, right? Where foul trouble is going to be a concern for Zach Eady, and who indeed is going to be the guy that can step up and play well. This particular game, it was Trey Kaufman Wren. So in the long run, probably not terrible that you didn't have Zach for that game, because as you said, there are going to be stretches during the Big Ten season now when you're not going to have him on the floor, not because of illness, but because of foul trouble. And at least now you feel like Trey Kaufman-Wren's a guy you can trust off the bench and, and give you some minutes to fill in for Zach if indeed he is in foul trouble and, and is, is not maybe able to play the 30 minutes a game that he's been playing to this point. Rob Blackman with us. We're talking about Purdue basketball. We'll talk a little football later on. You know, the other part of it, too, is I love the depth. And as a coach, I mean, I love it, but it always worries me because kids in this day and age, um, it's about minutes, it's about uh, it's about shots, it's about whether or not I'm the, I'm the guy, you know, those kinds of things. And, and Matt, to me, has been a magician in being able to, to juggle all of that and all of these kids who are very, very good and get them to buy into what they're all trying to accomplish. I think in some respects it's almost a miracle, to be honest, in this day and age. But you still have to marvel at how he's able to pull that off. Yeah, and right now, I mean, Purdue is playing 10 it's probably closer to nine and a half because Brian Waddell is only playing about six or seven minutes a game. So it's really about right, a nine and a right. half man rotation. And to this point, and I'd like to think this is going to continue. I mean, you're 12 games into the season, so you feel pretty good about your rotation at this point. But to this point, the yeah. rotation has really been pretty solid just because everyone has bought into their role and they understand uh, that these are the number of minutes that I'm going to get, and uh, that's just kind of how it is. Now, that'll change night to night, obviously, because of foul trouble and injuries and things. But for the most part, this group has really settled into a pretty good, solid rotation. Um, probably the most pleasant surprise in all of this from an individual standpoint has been the grad transfer, David Jenkins, Jr. Uh, he has really grasped his role as a backup point guard to Braden Smith. 
Uh, and you think about that, that's not easy to do. I mean, David Jenkins Jr. comes to Purdue. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a six-year player. He's been a starter everywhere he's played. He's been all-conference in two different conferences. Think about that. He's been all-conference in two <laughs> different conferences. Uh, the Sun right. League and, and, right. and Mountain West. Um, yet, he is okay with accepting a backup point guard role to a true freshman, uh, a guy that's... Uh, David Jenkins Jr. graduated high school in 2016, and he is he's, he is okay with being a backup to a kid who just graduated this past spring from high school. So that tells you about the maturity level and the buy-in uh, level from a guy like David Jenkins Jr. So to this point, I hope it continues. I think it will. Everyone's accepted their role. They understand these are the minutes I'm going to play in a game. Uh, this is what is expected of me on both ends of the floor, and and it's worked out beautifully. Um, now, if you if, if if you have some selfishness creep up in this uh, in this scenario, then mm-hmm. obviously that's when mm-hmm. you have some problems. But to this point, uh, selfishness has not been a concern with this Purdue team. They've they've been been very team oriented, and and that's I think one of the main reasons they've had such great success here through the first twelve games. All right, I need you to hang on through this uh, scoreboard update, if if you don't mind. And when we come back, we'll we'll talk about that and talk about. The concept of when you recruit quality kids, this is what you get. Rob Blackman's with us, the voice of the Boilermakers. little time off now at Christmas. A good win Wednesday night uh, against um, a, a very, very solid New Orleans team. Then back into the Big Ten. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. You know, we've made it all throughout this show, our last show before Christmas, and I have neglected to wish you all a happy Festivus. Happy Festivus, Coach. Happy Festivus, Brad. It's a great Festivus night here the day before Christmas Eve. Uh, we got to tell you what's coming up on your Christmas Eve Friday, sporting-wise, or Saturday, that is. This is the NFL slate. Bills and the Bears in a frigid Chicago lakeside. Chicago and Buffalo, it's going to be 10 degrees. It's going to feel like negative 25. There's going to be 30-mile-an-hour winds. There's a 10% chance of snow. And apparently tickets at Soldier Field are going for 10 bucks. So if you can outlast the cold, you could take in a pretty cheap Bears game at Soldier Field. Other 1 o'clock games, Saints and the Browns, Texas tight, Tex, Texans, Titans, Seahawks, Chiefs, Giants take on the Vikings, it's the Bengals and the Patriots, Lions versus the Panthers, the Ravens host the Falcons, 4 o'clock, Commanders match up with the Niners, and the Eagles battle the Cowboys. Saturday night football is the Raiders in Pittsburgh facing off with the Steelers. Christmas Day, Packers, Dolphins at 1, that's in Miami. Broncos and the Rams in L.A. at 4.30, Bucks in the desert, they face off with the Cardinals at 8.20. Monday night football is the Chargers and the Colts. Nick Foles under center for Indianapolis. No Kenny Moore, no Kylan Granson yet at practice this week. Shout out Tyrese Halliburton. Game winning three against the Heat. Pacers win 111-108. IU over Kennesaw 69-55. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Rob Blackman, the voice of the Boilermakers, rejoins us. You know what? You and I haven't had a chance to talk about, you know, in the midst of basketball, which is great and they're doing well and there's plenty to talk about. You're ranked number one in the country, but we haven't touched base on the uh, new football coach and the changes uh, 
at Boilermaker Land. Obviously, uh, Jeff Brown moving to Louisville. I'm not so sure anyone was necessarily surprised about that. But uh, uh, got to step out there on a limb, hire a young guy. I love the hire. I love everything about the hire in terms of giving a, a young up-and-coming coach who's got some skill, got the personality, got the passion, uh, and defensively is a freaking genius, so to speak. Why not? Why not do that? I love the move, quite frankly. Uh, I'm with you. And you said, why not? And I think that's the best way to put it. Why not? He's obviously, he's 36 years old, but so what? He's proven he can coach at the Big Ten level. He's obviously right. put, put himself in a position to be you know, thought of as one of the best defensive minds in all of college football, regardless of age. Uh, and and I, I saw a great – I'd like to take – credit for this but i can't i saw this quote the other day somewhere on social media and it said you'd much rather hire these guys when they're on the up and up instead of when they're on the downhill side of their career and i thought man isn't that the truth and so congratulations to mike bobinski and his uh in his athletic department and the and the purdue board of trustees to have the foresight to say yeah right. let's hire uh, let's hire a young guy that we know is on the up and up we know he's an up-and-comer this is a guy you can really build a program with. And uh, the other thing I really like about Ryan Walters is, is not only is the fact that he's a young guy, but if you look at his the number of hires he's made to this point as part of his staff, they've also been young guys, guys that are in their 30s. But, again, they're guys mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm. proven college football coaches. Graham Harrell, proven offensive coordinator at the Division One high major level. Uh, another guy in his 30s. So, a bunch of 30-year-old guys uh, who have all proven right, themselves right. young assistants. So, of course, why would you not want to hire these guys? It, it, uh, you know, it's do you want to hire a guy who has a, a really a really impressive resume, uh, but he's on the downhill side of his career, going the wrong direction? Or right. Would you rather, or would you rather hire a guy who has a very little little resume at this point, but is obviously trending in the in the upward direction? So. I'm a huge fan, a huge fan of the hire, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think Ryan Walters has a chance to be a really, really special football coach for a long time, and, and I hope Purdue can keep him around for a long time. <laughs> hey, Red Fought took a, a chance on me when I was 26 years old, gave me the keys to the candy store at Franklin College, and I've always appreciated it and admired him for taking uh, a rather, uh, in many respects, a very unpopular move. And um, I, I, it paid off. <laughs> it, it paid off. All right. So what's happening now? They're they're getting prepared bowl wise. Uh, should be a lot of fun for everybody. January second, Citrus Bowl. Of course, Ryan Walters is not going to coach that game, right? Uh, and he's also not been helping with the practices. He he has chosen to just focus completely on putting his staff together Good and for recruiting him. Yeah. for this next recruiting cycle, which makes a lot of sense, obviously. Um, but, of course, the big news yeah. this past week uh, is the fact that Drew Brees came back to help uh, as an assistant coach only for the bowl game. <laughs> right, right. And he has emphasized that. I'm only here for one month, guys. Don't get too excited about this. I'm just here for the month. But how cool is that? Think if you're a young quarterback or any quarterback on that Purdue roster, knowing that for the next two and a half weeks you get to work with Drew Brees as your position coach. Yeah, that's That's pretty cool right there. That is, you know, when I heard it, I actually didn't believe it. And then when you, you know, you look into it, you're going, well, why not? That is a fantastic move. Rob, I wish I had more time. Please, I know you're going to, but please have a great Christmas. Uh, and I'll catch up with you next week. But thanks for taking time and Merry Christmas to you and the family and, and enjoy the holidays. 
Bob, enjoyed it. Merry Christmas to you. And, yeah, let's talk again here after Christmas time. I look forward to it. We'll do it. Thanks so much. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org, their website. All right, Brendan King, we're wrapping it up. So, uh, brother, we're ready to play. We got uh, some time off. We got a little Christmas going on. So you're headed back to Chicago. So be safe uh, and have a great Christmas, okay? Coach, you too. I am going to surprise, unless they're listening right now, it won't be a surprise, but I'm going to surprise the family. I'm going to make a Long's Donuts run in the morning and have that back for Christmas <laughs> Eve. For the fa- My mom is the biggest Long's Donuts fra- fan you could ever imagine, but she doesn't have access to it. So she'll, uh, she'll right. get some glazed donuts tomorrow. She'll be happy. So when I was coaching at IUPUI, um, um, I, I, I practiced a lot on Sunday. I got a lot of, you know, took a lot of heat for it. Um, but practice on Sunday because the only day uh, we could ever, we could get our gym to ourselves with all the things going on on, you know, on campus with the other, you know, volleyball, women's basketball, other stuff. The only, the only day I felt like I could ag- absolutely be with my own team for two un- uninterrupted hours was on Sunday morning. And so uh, I would have – I would either one of my assistants or I would go by Long's <laughs> and bring in like four dozen donuts, uh, three or four gallons of orange juice. And uh, my guys loved Sunday practice because it was always Long's donuts and orange juice after practice was over. That's down the way the right there. Room. That's the way. And I, oh my, oh my, my goodness. <laughs> uh, one of my great memories of the place. And it was uh, one of those things where our trainer, you know, they'd bring the donuts in and they, our trainer would put them on the, uh, the hydroculator and, you know, heating, you know, basically heating pads. And so they, those would, those donuts would be warm. I mean, they'd be hot by the time they got down the training room. And it was, uh, my post my post practice remarks were short. They didn't want to listen to me because they wanted to have donuts. I said, "You, that's fine with me. We're 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 out of here." So I'm with you on that. Good good for your mom. I like that. So we're we're ready to go. Um, just remember, we're on uh, now next weekend. Uh, we're on Friday night and Saturday will be Mr. King and a cast of thousands doing the year in review. Right. It is a team effort, Coach, and we will uh, be talking next week for that, and we'll we'll get together, and it'll be great. Be safe. You too, okay? Coach. Merry Christmas. Have, give my best to your mom and dad, too, and tell them I actually will at some point hook up with them down in Naples. We will do that. <laughs> we are going to do believe that. Me, believe me when I tell you, I'll, I'll actually do it. Uh, and all of you, again, join us next weekend, but more importantly – Enjoy Christmas. You know, hug your family. Have a great time. Be safe. And thanks for joining us for all these years on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.